welcome to the Thrive Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Drennan. If you're a floral designer on a mission to build a profitable and thriving business, then you're in exactly the right place. I'm on a mission to bust through the secrecy of our industry, make it easier for you to know exactly what to focus on to help you build your business and teach you my favorite mindset hacks so that you can learn to show up with more confidence and authority as you grow your business. I am so grateful to be able to share my journey with you, pass along my best shortcuts and get you on the path to feeling more confident and making money doing what you love. No matter where in the world you're tuning in from, remember, you've got this. So I was just sitting down and going through my email inbox and looking at the latest wedding inquiry that we received. And crazy idea (laughs) came to me where I was like, oh, you know what? I am going to take everything that I've learned about sales and marketing, and I'm going to hit reset on how I'm going to respond to new wedding inquiries. For those of you guys that know my wedding inquiry process, you'll know that it is already very much based on efficiency. But the more coaching I get, the more coaching I receive, the more I really start to see just how much my I'm not good enough story has permeated so many of my own templates and shortcuts. And because of all the self-discovery work I have done around my own I'm not good enough story, I am very aware of when that story is leading the way, when my uncertainty is leading the way, when I'm not leading from the most confident, authoritative self. And I thought, you know what, I am just going to hit delete, I'm going to open a brand new Google Doc, and I'm going to really put the effort in to refine and truly optimize the wedding inquiry process. The process itself is going to be based on so much of what I've taught you guys. It's going to be based on having a very efficient system. It will not involve having epic proposals or fancy Canva docs or anything that's going to take a huge amount of time from my end. But it's very much going to still be like at the heart of it is still very much about answering the two questions that I know every wedding client has. And whether they speak these words to you or not, your clients, when they first encounter your business, want to know the answer to two questions. And the first one is, how the heck does this whole thing work? And the second one is, what will my money get me? In many cases, unless you're working in Australia, because those amazing humans have such a forthright confidence that I cherish. (laughs) It's a great place to learn how to run a business. But if you aren't fortunate enough to be based in Australia and you're based in North America, where everything is (laughs) very defensive, (laughs) I can't even, I'll record a podcast on all of my thoughts about being back in North America and what a mind game it is. However, Just pretend, pretend like you were in a matter of fact, very forthright, tell it like it is, no preciousness, no people pleasing environment, otherwise known as Australia. 
just pretend for a second and really put yourself in your customer's shoes and really think about what would be the most helpful for your customer. And I was pulling some content together for a reel that I'm going to post in a couple of days. But this reel was just me reflecting on 2018, which feels like 100 years ago. I recorded a podcast and it would be a really early podcast episode if you scroll all the way back to the beginning about lessons learned from 2018. Yeah, lessons learned from 2018. One of the biggest lessons I learned was just going back and looking at my calendar and how many wedding consultations I did and how few of those weddings I got. So I spent a huge amount of time, at least one, if not two wedding consultations a week, face-to-face, in person. This is like before the days of Zoom. (laughs) Back when the dinosaurs roamed the earth. It was because I took the time. I took a moment, right? We're not even talking about like an hour. I would have sat down and been like, okay, I'm gonna look back at my calendar, look back at 2018 and go, whoa, Kathleen, you spent a huge amount of time doing consultations because I thought that's how things had to go down. I thought you had to do a consultation and then I assumed you had to put together a really fancy proposal. This was before I even knew that proposal software or STEM counting software existed. So I used Keynote and I would go through and create a mood board. I'd talk about color palettes. I'd throw my ideas into that presentation and then I would give my client at least three budget options. But it's not the budget options that I teach you guys to do now, right? It's not at least make your budgets and your recommendations like significantly different from each other, like at least a 30% differentiation. No, this was like, this one's $200 more. This one's $400 more. Totally because I was letting my scarcity money story lead the way. And you combine that with my I'm not good enough narrative. And (laughs) I laugh now because I've done so much work on that internal narrative and on my self-worth that I do find it funny. But I also know, you know what? Those were learned stories. Those were learned stories that I carried with me for decades. I have done so much work on those stories, but they are still part of my internal narrative. I'm just hyper aware of when my behavior is coming from my I'm not good enough story versus the it's possible I know what I'm doing story. That's the value of coaching. And that's the value of getting coached every single week. This is how you change your results is you really dig into understanding the story that's driving your behavior. It's the value of coaching, my friends. So if you want a different result, you get to take different actions. That requires you to tell yourself a different story, to open yourself up to a different perspective. When I look at the results of having done hundreds of wedding consultations and booking only a handful of them, I started to realize if Kathleen wants to create a different result in her flower business, then she needs to take different actions. I didn't know this at the time, but now I know and now I can tell you that if you want to take different actions, it requires you to tell yourself a different story, requires you to have a different perspective. So when I was stuck in the pattern of must do a face-to-face consultation, must spend days slash hours 
i.e. a huge amount of time pulling together a proposal. And that's how you win trust with your clients. And that's the only way to win the booking. That was my previous thought process. That was literally what I thought needed to happen in order to get the clients. However, thank goodness I took that little bit of time in 2019 to reflect on what wasn't working in 2018 to realize that I was spending so much time on these consultations and it wasn't leading to the result I wanted to create in my business. So then I really started to play around. One of my superpowers is looking for the most efficient way to do something. So if I want to get from A to B, then my brain can get to work figuring out the most efficient way to get from A to B. For me, I realized that doing the face-to-face consultation was not only a time suck for me, it was a massive energy suck for me. It was distracting me from being able to work on the things that were of tremendous value in our business. And it was a total waste of time and energy for my prospective clients. So a lot of downsides were coming from doing that consultation process. What I started to play around with was thinking, okay, I know the majority of my clients don't live in the area that the wedding is happening at. So at the time, I was living in the Southern Highlands, I was doing weddings at one of Australia's top wedding venues, and the majority of our clients were coming from Sydney, coming down for the weekend to have a big boozy wedding at this amazing venue. So... I then realized, hey, wait a minute. It's very possible that their time is just as precious as my time is. I started to really pay attention to when our wedding inquiries, like when we would receive the bulk of our wedding inquiries. And I started to notice that they would come at the front part of the week. So Monday, Tuesday, more often than not, they would come quite late in the evening. So dinner time afterwards. So I started to develop this hypothesis of my ideal client is working full-time. In many cases, it is a woman marrying a man, and she is doing the bulk of the wedding coordination. Or she is definitely doing the coordination when it comes to wedding flowers. So what's happening is that she's, you know, having her weekends. She's then going to work on Monday and then coming home and thinking, oh, I should make a little bit of progress on my wedding. She's really trying to dig in and understand what wedding flowers could look like for her. And she finds us, lands on our website, and she submits an inquiry. And most of that process happens way later in the day. And I had this vision of my ideal customer sitting on the sofa, on her laptop, or on her iPad, or on her phone, scrolling through and just trying to figure out the maze that is planning wedding flowers. So I started to really pay attention to the fact that the majority of our inquiries were coming early in the week and they were coming late at night. It then led me to this assumption that, okay, my ideal client is working a full-time job and in the majority of cases, she's also kind of playing the role of de facto wedding planner as well as one of the people getting married. So then I thought, okay, what would be the most helpful thing for this human sitting at home late on a Monday night, what would be helpful for her in terms of being able to piece 
the bits together for her wedding flowers. And how could she do that on her terms in her own time so that she didn't have to wait for Kathleen to wake up on Tuesday morning, get through like the shop opening experience, deal with whatever craziness was happening in the morning to then take a little bit of time on Tuesday afternoon to sit down, check her email and get back to new wedding inquiries. So instead of dragging that whole process out, I started to reverse engineer and I started to think about this process. Okay, what does this look like from my client's perspective? Instead of she inquires, we do a huge amount of back and forth to book in a consultation. I then take days to put a proposal together. And by that time, it's probably been two, three, four, five, six weeks. What if we could shorten that whole experience down to a matter of days, if not minutes, and her really feeling like she has access to that information in her own time? What if she could go through this process of finding out about us, putting some of the pieces together on her own, having a little bit of glimpse in terms of what's possible, how does this whole process work, and what does my budget get me? And she can do all of that within a defined period of time, Monday night, sitting on her sofa. And then she can decide, okay, is this the next step I want to take in this process? She's so much more empowered in this experience than the, oh, I need to wait for the florist to get back to me. And oh, we have a consultation happening six weeks from now. For me, if I am the one getting married, I want information at my fingertips so that I can start at least thinking through the options, looking at some variables, eliminating the epic, amazing chandelier installation, or prioritizing and rejigging my whole budget so that I can have the epic chandelier installation. If my client can have a little bit of that information at her fingertips, a rough guide to know that, oh, okay, if I want that chandelier installation, it's going to be a five to $10,000 exercise. It's amazing for her to have that information at her fingertips. It doesn't have to be this very like super specific customized quote. I don't have to do a drawing of what it needs to look like. We don't even need to talk about color palettes. But for her to know if she's getting married at this venue and she has 200 guests and she has two bridesmaids and she wants the chandelier installation, here's a rough guide in terms of what your budget's going to get you. For her to be able to find that out right at the beginning is so amazing because if she doesn't want to spend five to $10,000 on a chandelier installation, then she gets to decide if A, she wants to find an alternative supplier who might be willing to underprice to make that happen, or B, she'll rejig her budget in terms of being able to prioritize in her own time to make that happen. This all happened because A, I took the time to realize, hey, this process that I was following because I thought this is the way that this is supposed to look in my business, it's not working. What could I try differently? I put myself in my customer's shoes. I started to think like my client and then I started to experiment. And this is the thing about running a business. There's no one right way to do anything. There literally is 15 different ways that every single one of us could come to the same resolution and you get to decide what works for you. So this doesn't mean that you need to never do a consultation. 
This doesn't mean that you need to make sure that you are using the latest technology and that everything is streamlined and that it's totally automated. This doesn't mean that there is only one right way to do this. What it does mean is that you get to interrogate your approach and when things don't feel right to you, when you're looking at your results and going, huh, this isn't really working for me. How could I use my creativity to come back and solve this problem in a different way? How could I use my creativity to come back and solve this problem in a way that really serves me? So here's three things that I'm experimenting with over the next few months to continue to optimize our wedding inquiry process. Because this is not one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, I made one tweak five years ago and I'm never gonna look at this again. Nah, this is like at any point in time, the beautiful thing about being a florist is that every single day is a whole new group of customers who are gonna come your way. So it doesn't matter what your wedding inquiry process looked like for the client who inquired yesterday. If you want to tweak and change the process, you can change it for the next client that comes your way next week. So the three things that I am doing. The first one is really leaning into using marketing as a tool to vet our customers. So for example, you've probably heard me talk about being the courageous florist who on social media openly talks about budgets. For example, having a post that says, what does $5,000 get me? Or what does $50,000 get me? Or what does $100,000 get me? Whatever your ideal client's budget is, be the florist that talks about the ins and outs of that budget on social media. It is the fastest way to deter price shoppers, and it's the easiest way to become a magnet for your ideal client. This is a way better solution than having a price list on your website, because the price list actually encourages your customer to comparison shop. The minute that you can get your client to a price list, they're going to then go out and find the next florist price list. And all they're going to do is they're going to go with the cheapest florist because they don't see a difference between what you offer and what the next florist offers. So I would say no to having a price list on your website, but I would say yes to being the florist that openly talks about budgets Give your client some sort of tool or resource that they could use in their budget planning process. For us, we have a blog post that talks about wedding flower budget planning, gives some helpful tips and tricks. The other thing that we also have on our website is a budget calculator so that our clients can sit on the website and they can punch in. I've got six bridesmaids and I want an abundant archway and I want a reception installation and I want 900 table arrangements and they can add up the value right there. Yes, there's a giant disclaimer on that page that says this is not a quote. This is just simply here to help you plan your wedding flowers. Those two things are so helpful for your client and they produce a better result than giving your client a price list. Same thing goes with just emailing out a price list. Instead of having a price list, the first thing that I did was I sat down and I created a blog post on our website that very specifically talked about wedding budget planning. And when people inquire, I actually include a link to that blog post so that they can, if they haven't found it in their own time, they can use it as a super helpful planning resource. 
So that's number one. Use your marketing as a tool to vet your customers. Number two, focus on efficiency for you and for your client. So everything that feels like a burden and a waste of time for you, it's possible that it also feels like a burden and a waste of time for your potential client. So for me, my number one guiding principle is super simple, direct, easy to understand responses. And I'm going to commit to getting back to every new wedding inquiry within 24 to 48 hours. Realistically, it'll probably be even less than that because everything is so templated. But my goal is to really lean into the speed of response, which means I'm not going to attach fancy PDFs. I'm not going to include epic proposal documents. I'm also going to wait to do an actual meet and greet, whether that's on Zoom or in person. I'm going to wait to do that until after they've paid their initial 25%. So, so much of what we get to do in our marketing and sales is learn how to use that content and that process to vet your clients. It's actually so helpful to take the thought process of the last person who inquired, the last person who sent you an email, the last person who called, the last customer who asked you a question. Literally take that question, produce a piece of content on social media about it. Doesn't need to be rocket science. <laughs> but this is one of the most efficient ways to get your clients to know about you, to get them to fall in love with you, and then get them to move through the next step in the sales process. So this idea of focusing on efficiency, have a social media post that specifically explains this is how the wedding inquiry process works. Pin that post to the top of your Instagram feed. Recreate that same content into a sequence of stories. Save that to a highlight on your Instagram feed. Have the steps written out on your website on your wedding services sales page. Make it abundantly clear about how that sales process works. And it doesn't even have to be like a huge amount of detail. I'm a huge fan of like distill it down to three to four steps. It can be very, very simple and perceived to be very, very simple. They inquire, you send them a design questionnaire, you do a little bit of zhuzhing around the budget and a little bit of back and forth. You then have a final face-to-face pre-planning meeting and then the wedding day happens. You and I both know that there's 957 different steps in that whole process, but from your client's point of view, it feels really easy. And it's really about taking the burden off your client, making it feel like for them, they don't have to have all the answers. They don't actually need to know what flowers are in season on their wedding day. You're the expert. That's up for you. You're the one who gets to tell them what flowers might be in season in October, November, December, January, February, whatever month they're getting married. You are the one who gets to lead the conversation and you're the one who gets to tell them how this whole process works. One thing I will just announce to you as well is to also really encourage you to build a process that works for you. For me, it is such a massive energy suck to be with people. <laughs> Literally, like, could I please just wander around by myself all of the time? 
if I'm out in the real world, if I am with the real life human beings, it is an energy drain. And that's okay. I just need to plan for it. But what I am going to do and what I really remember about 2018 was just how much of my energy was taken from the consultation process. Because when you're in that face-to-face sales mode, it is a lot of energy giving. If that isn't a way that you thrive, build your process with that in mind. For you, it might be that you are an extrovert and you thrive off of being other people, build that into your process. Make that part of the experience. Lean into that as one of your superpowers. If being around people drains your energy, build that into your process. Make it part of your system. This is the most beautiful thing about being a flower boss. You get to build a system that works for you. And it doesn't actually need to be anywhere near as complicated. It doesn't need to look like anybody else's wedding inquiry process. And it can be something that you're constantly tweaking and changing all of the time. But these three things that I'm really leaning into for 2023, I feel like could be helpful no matter what your wedding inquiry process looks like. So the first one is use your marketing as a tool to vet your customers. So be brave, be courageous, say the things that you wish that your clients knew on Instagram. Number two, focus on efficiency for you and your customer. So for me, that's going to look like getting back to every new inquiry within 24 to 48 hours, probably even less. The other thing I am going to do is if anybody calls, if I am doing a face-to-face consultation, if somebody is sending an email through, I'm going to provide an instant quote on the spot recommendation and guidance. In order to do that, I highly recommend that you sit down and create your own set menu. You create your flower menu so that the quick quote process is super simple and super straightforward. One of the things that was such a time suck for me was thinking I needed to custom quote every piece within our business instead of saying, no, if you want a bridal bouquet, it's 425. If you want a bridesmaid's bouquet, it's 320. You want a table arrangement, 450. You want a chandelier installation, 5,000 to 10,000. You want an amazing ceremony feature, 10 to 15,000. No, it's not an exact total quote, but it gives your client enough information to be able to actually make an informed decision. So when you can do that work ahead of time, super helpful. And it like eliminates the need for doing fancy proposals and custom quotes. So number two, focus on efficiency for you and your customer. What would it look like if it was easy? And then number three, and this is so much more of a mindset thing, is keep coming back and interrogating your approach. Really focus on the data. When are you getting inquiries? What's your close rate? If you tried your process in ABC way, what was the result? If you made one little tweak, what was the result? The last three posts that you put on Instagram, were they about your wedding inquiry process? The last two posts you put on Instagram, were they about wedding flower prices? This idea of really just keep coming back to the data, keep tweaking, keep changing, keep evolving. This is how you get really good at the sales process. As I tell you guys inside the Flower Boss Academy, this idea that sales is 100% a learned skill. It's this ability of learning how to ride a bicycle. None of us, even if you're a real estate agent in Sydney, Australia, (laughs) none of us 
was born, none of us came out of the womb knowing how to be good at sales. Every single one of us gets to put ourselves through our own training and set up our own systems to make sales simple. And talking about sales is probably one of my most favorite concepts to teach on because for me, it was something I used to be so incredibly scared of until I met my favorite real estate agent in Sydney, Australia. And he sold our apartment in Bondi. And I was like, holy crap, Jason Panzer <laughs> could sell. He literally could sell anything to anybody. But I also know for him, it's 100% learned. So if he can do it, so can you. And if he can do it, so can I. We just are taught this idea that sales is something that is either we're naturally gifted at it, and it's only for extroverts. And I'm like, I am the most introverted person I think I've ever met. Well, there's like three of us. <laughs> three of us who are the most introverted people I've ever met on the entire planet. If I can get good at sales, if I can build a system that makes sales feel simple, then you can get good at sales. So that's lesson number three. And the third way to improve your wedding inquiry close rate for 2023 is to continue to interrogate your approach, build a system, create a set of templates. And don't feel like this has to be the most like technologically savvy. It has to include all the fancy softwares and it needs to be an expensive undertaking. This can be a Google doc. <laughs> It can be a Google Doc of your templates and you just continue to iterate and refine and you keep tweaking and you keep adjusting and you keep playing around with the process. Remember, every new day, there's a whole new set of customers who you get to start this process with from the beginning. So there's no shortage of continually refining and optimizing, getting really good at your wedding inquiry process. Okay, my friends, get to work. If you're on the road, if you're driving to the wholesale or driving back from the wholesaler, please be safe. Please treat each other with courteousness and kindness. My friends, go out there and make some money. Have the most amazing day. Drink your water, eat your vegetables, get some sleep, and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now.